Weren't they great? Let's give them a hand. Amen. Lord, we thank you. We should be thankful. Not during the Thanksgiving season, but every day of our lives. Let's open the word of God to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. 15 through 17. Before I uh, read, I want to tell you something. That I hear little bits and pieces of the uh, songs of the choir, because Sylvia rehearses at home, and then I catch them when they rehearse early on the week. And they rehearse a lot. And they put a lot of energy in bringing these beautiful songs that praise God and to, to us so we can hear them and enjoy them. And after a lot of hard work, they present to us the finishing work. And I think this was beautiful this morning. I've never heard them like this. Thank him. We praise God for them and praise God for their efforts. May God bless them and continue to bless them. And they are going to have another concert on Sunday the 9th of December. Sunday the 9th of December. All morning. The Christmas concert. So prepare yourself for that. And bring your friends and acquaintances so they can come and hear the word of God. Colossians chapter 3, 15 through 17. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, I repeat, whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Christians, it is the will of God to give Him thanks always. Amen to that? The Word says, this is what the Word of God says. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is in Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. We thank Almighty God for another year He brought us through. It seemed like yesterday we were celebrating Thanksgiving. And this year is one week earlier, so it's a little bit less than yesterday. We are privileged in the USA. We are privileged in this country to have set a day in the year whereby we can come with thankful hearts to offer Him our thanks openly and without intimidation or fear. All the houses of worship during this week at one time or another will have 
a service of thanksgiving. We are the only nation. I want to bring this to your attention. We are the only nation in the world that have set a day of thanksgiving. There is no other nation that have set a day of thanksgiving for the Lord. Except our nation. May God bless the USA. And the thanksgiving is not for family and friends. It's not for the acquaintances as... uh, uh, He's a a born speaker, uh, Adam. Uh, As he said earlier, it's not for what we have. It's thanksgiving to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the true thanksgiving. And we thank God that our nation has set uh, the fourth Thursday of November... And guess what? We forget about that. There's another day that is set by our nation. And thank God for that. A national day of prayer. The first Thursday of each May. National day of prayer. Do you know that? Well, if you don't know, put it in your Bible. And then, first Thursday of May, it's a prayer day. Nationally. National prayer day. And where, where, do you, where did you hear and uh, English-speaking language, I didn't hear it yet, that they have a set day for Thanksgiving or prayer, or ne- neither in any other country in the world. Thank God for our heritage. Thank God for this country. Thank God for the USA. May God bless America. We also thank God for the liberty that we have. That thousands... Of preachers go behind the pulpits during this week. I say thousands of preachers in many churches. And may God bless all the churches that proclaim Jesus Christ as Savior. May God bless them. And may God create more people to offer thanks to God on a week like this. We stand Firm on his teaching. And we support every person who stands firm on a day like this to declare thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ. And may it always be. Mind you, when we acknowledge thankfulness to God, no matter what our circumstances are, he deepens our understanding of him, his love, and makes us more appreciative and more thankful. And a lot of time, you've heard it maybe, if people say, well, I have to be thankful. Well, if you have to be thankful, I'm sorry to tell you that you have not experienced yet the love of Christ. If you have experienced the love of Christ, you don't have to be thankful. You are automatically thankful. Amen. Put it on automatic and go thankful. You don't have to. Well, thank God for your job. Oh, well, hey, they don't appreciate me. Thank God for your family. I'm not appreciated in my family. So, and they go down the list. They have no words of thanks. It's so easy, so basic, so natural to be ungrateful nowadays. And that's the way the world is. And that is life apart from God. Whining 
complaining, refusing to honor God and give him thanks. You know what they want? They want the blessings and not the blesser. Christians, we ought to thank him for what we have. For what we are. What, what, for what he's done for us. Because our hearts have been changed through Christ's love. We must be grateful all year round. Regardless of our circumstances. Because we know better. The Christian experience of thanksgiving can't be understood apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Print that in your hearts. Thank God for His saving grace. And thank God for what He's done on the cross of Calvary for us. Next Thursday. Next Thursday, many will gather in their dining rooms and may thank God for a free country. Thank God for that. Food on the table. House to live in. And a healthy family. And these prayers are said most of the times around the Thanksgiving feast. But there is something more important. There is something more important than that. More fundamental, if I may say, about Thanksgiving that strikes deep into the heart of every Christian. And that is life in Christ. That's true thanksgiving. And I ask you today to be honest with yourself. Do you have life in Christ? For lack of time, I'd like to bring to you two great attributes that we should be very thankful for. We are thankful for everything that God gives us. Don't get me wrong at all. But two attributes I want to focus on. And, and leave the other 1,000 attributes for all the preachers in the United States of America to cover them. I can cover one and a half maybe today. And all the other attributes, may the Lord speak through the Holy Spirit to every church, fundamental church in the USA and all over the world to speak about others. But one, two attributes strike me and affected my life. And I want to share them with you. First, I am thankful for his forgiveness. I have tears in my eyes when I remember that night God saved me. And he forgave me all my sins. And he said, I forgive you past, present, and future. And you stand before me as if you've never sinned, Adel. You're going to fall in the future. You're going to stumble a little bit here and there. And you're going to have some sins there. But I thank God that he was there always for me. To say, Adol, whenever you came to me, I forgive you. We have a forgiven God. In Psalms 103, our dear choir sang this. It says, bless the Lord of my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. And that's what we should do every day in our lives. But this is the one that's right. Who pardons all your iniquities? Who forgives all your sins? 
No one can stand before you and tell you, Hey, Adol, I am going to forgive you all your sins. The best thing we can do, we can say, I'll pray for you. Only God himself can say, I forgive you your sins. And if you're forgiven today, you have the full right to shout, I thank you, God, for your forgiveness. The beauty of his forgiveness is that he, without any condition, forgives whenever we ask for it. You know God wants to forgive us. You know he came because he said, I want to forgive you. I want to give you eternal life. I want you to live freely. And I want you to be thankful for that. He allowed his only begotten son, the beloved son of his, to just do that on the cross of Calvary to pardon us. And I'm very thankful that he forgave me. Can you stand before him today and say, Lord, I am thankful for your forgiveness. If you don't have it, you can do that. You cannot do that. You have to be forgiven. You have to experience his true love, then his forgiveness. And if you ask him to forgive you from all your sins, it's so easy. I'm not preaching hell and brimstone today. You know, some people say, Adol preaches hell and brimstone. Did you ever see me carrying a torch of fire? (laughs) I, I offer you Jesus Christ and his loving mercies today. And he is here to forgive you. He is here to forgive each and every sin of yours. He's not here to cut your head or mine. He's not here to take away anything that you have. He is here to add things to you. He is not a a person who takes away. He is a person who changes lives. Takes away the bad things and adds more blessings to your life. You should be thankful for that. In dealing with his people of old, he writes through the mouth of his beloved prophet and says, I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. Jeremiah said that. But he was conveying the heart of the Lord. And if you want a true thanksgiving, this is what you should do. If you're this morning still away from God, you know that you're walking with a burden on your shoulder and on your heart. And you know your sins are not yet forgiven. I offer you Jesus Christ who tells you this morning this. I will, I will forgive your sin and your iniquity I will remember no more. And in Psalm says, who's, who pardons. In other words, who forgives all your sins. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. You have a song in your heart. When God takes away your sins, when he changes your life completely, when he takes the sins and gives you happiness and joy in your life, you have a new song in your mouth. And this song is a song of thankfulness. And you start singing a new song. And you know, and thanksgiving becomes a true thanksgiving. You don't have to be thankful. You are period thankful. You don't have to. It's not a must. And you know, so many people 
especially when I used to work. Uh, what are you doing on Turkey Day? The world calls it Turkey Day, but the Christians call it Thanksgiving Day. What a difference, huh? What a difference. Turkey Day, we're eating the turkey. And I've, I've seen, I've heard about so many families after drinking and eating and after, after Thanksgiving Day drinks and before that drinks and so on. It ends up in fighting amongst the families. Many have done that. I've heard that and most probably you've heard that. But with Jesus Christ, Christians feast on the thankfulness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, the, the, the turkey and all the trimmings and everything is an added. But the major thing, the most important thing, we approach God, we thank Him for, we are forgiven. Are you forgiven this morning? What a privilege to know that we will be changed when we are forgiven from total darkness into His eternal life. And that's cause to be thankful. That's cause to be thankful. A thankful Irishman once said, The Lord Jesus has forgiven me all my sins, and he's never going to hear the end of it. I'm going to thank him day and night, and I'm going to bug him day and night. And you know what the voice of heaven says? Bug me, you cannot even make a dent in me. Let me hear you more and more. Let me hear... As believers, we should be thankful for such a great salvation that we have. And this is the first attribute of God I want to share with you. Forgiveness forever. One man was asked, what would you like to have inscribed on your tombstone? He said, forgiven. Are you forgiven? The second attribute, I have 10 more minutes. You see, I'm making time. I'm making time. Is, as I said, all the other thousands and more of them are his faithfulness. His faithfulness. In Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 4, Moses in his song speaks to the Lord saying, A God of faithfulness. And without injustice, righteous and upright is he. A God of faithfulness and without injustice, he is righteous and upright is he. If we ask any true believer, if you are asked any true believer in Jesus Christ, How did God treat you this year? Can you scream injustice? Injustice. Or can you say, well, he wasn't right with me? It's rather the contrary. We were not right with him. And if we are truly honest, the answer will be better than I deserve. Don't you agree with me? If you look back and say, Lord, it's been almost 365 days, less one week, so about 360 days. It's early this year. You have treated me more than I deserved. For that, I'm more than thankful.
when Moses was summing up all God's dealing with the children of Israel in the wilderness. And this applies to our generation too. We are in the wilderness. We are on a journey and going. And Moses summed it up this way. Know therefore, he says, that the Lord your God, He is God. And I want to say something about that. They are coming up with all uh, thousands of other gods. There's a God of money, there's a God of lust, there's a God of sex, there are all other gods. There are so many idols today, and the people are proud of, but they are not proud of our God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mind you, uh, He is God, the faithful God, who keeps His word and His loving kindness to a thousand generation with those who love Him and keep His commandments. For how many generations he will be faithful? To a thousand generations. And for this Lord we give you thanks. If the Lord tarries, you don't have to worry about your children. And the children's children. If you are sincere with God. If you have been saved. If you have been forgiven. And if you know that you are walking with the Lord. A life that is worthy of your calling by him. You don't have to worry about your children. Bring them. In the knowledge of the Lord. And they will grow up to be preachers. And they'll grow up to be Christians. They'll grow up to be men of God. They'll be, they grow up to be men of the community. They will lead their generation to higher heights. Why? Because we are trusting God. And our generation, a call to us all. Let us bow down before him. Let's give him our lives. Let's give him our hearts. Let's dedicate this life that is so short in his eyes to him and continue the journey. And don't worry about the future because it is in his hands. Are you thankful? He is so faithful. He is a God who keeps his word. We don't keep our words. How many times you made a promise and you broke it? We are the one who who do not keep promises. How about commitments? Huh? We don't keep them. How about, how about resolutions? And he knows our condition. He knows our make that we are only dust. But he says, I will remain faithful. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forgive you. For, forget you. I'm not going to forsake you. I, am, I saved you. I gave you forgiveness. And I'm going to take care of you. Would you put your trust in him? On this Thanksgiving season, it's not the day yet. He is asking us to put our faith in him. Our trust in him. And thank him. And give him glory. This is why David sang this beautiful song. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord for how long? Forever. Forever. And we sing it on Wednesday. I will sing of the mercy of the Lord forever. To all generations, I will make known thy faithfulness with my mouth. David, if we ask him, David, were you ever disappointed? He said, no, I disappointed the Lord. And you know that. He said, I was never disappointed by him. He never left me. As long as I trusted him, he was my guide He was my Savior and He was my joy. Neither you nor me. We know that we have a God. A God 
who does not waver nor change. The word in Malachi is written for us. I believe it was written many years ago, but it's written for us. I, the Lord, do not change. I am the faithful one. And the Bible says, he who promised is what? Faithful. Is faithful. He promised to uphold you and be with you. And we thank God for his forgiveness. You have it? Congratulations. You don't have it? It's open for you. Don't leave this place without securing God's forgiveness to all your sins. Because he says, once we confess our sins, he says, I will forgive your iniquities. And I will bless you to thousands of generations. What a great God. Doesn't he deserve our thankfulness? And do you think our God is going to forget us or leave us one single moment? Never. Never. He is with us. I looked for a... uh, one of the attributes of God, and I found them in Revelations in writing to, uh, uh, to one of the churches, Laodicea, to the church in Laodicea. You know what he tells them? I am the truth, and I am the faithful God. He talks to the church about himself, and we hear his voice saying, Church, San Ramon Valley Bible Church, I am the faithful God and I will uphold you and I will never renege on my promises. He's faithful in his promises. Yes. He's faithful in his calling to us. He's faithful in his keeping and he's faithful in his protection. So Christian, do you have cause to be thankful? Do you? If your sins are forgiven, this is one. And the second one, you have committed yourself. You have thrown your life. You've given yourself to a faithful God who will never leave you nor forsake you. Is this a cause to be thankful? And the uh, psalmist couldn't take it anymore. He says, I thank you for your faithfulness. This faithfulness reaches to the sky. He is forever faithful. And the Bible says he cannot deny his own. So go ahead. Enjoy Thanksgiving differently. It's good to have all the friends and families around. But you cannot enjoy them And rejoice with them unless you have the joy of Christ in your heart. I really, one last word, I don't know, I cannot imagine how a person without Christ can make it in life. Every little thing bothers him. If he hears about someone dying in Timbuktu, he's afraid. Fear strikes. Someone has cancer, maybe me. Someone gets sick, maybe me. If someone dies, may, it's going to be my, my time. Let me tell you, the Christians, when he hears about these things, he says, praise you God, 
Because I'm in your hands. And when I put myself in your hands, nothing bad is going to happen to me. And if, if I experience any pain in life, any disappointments, you are with me until I reach the eternal shore. Have we cause to be thankful? Let us be thankful. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Our Father, may no one leaves this place, this church this morning, rather this afternoon, without experiencing your wonderful forgiveness and your faithfulness. We thank you for everything you have bestowed upon us. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for the choir. We thank you for the word that we share together. We thank you for this congregation. We thank you for each and every person. And we pray that as we go along, continuing the journey together, that you will be our guide. We'll have our tongues will sing always of your thankfulness, your compassion, your grace, and your love. Help us not to forget that you are our God, the only God, the God we worship and we live for. Dismiss us, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.